0: And hey, how's it going guys? Welcome back to another beautiful episode, another Thursday episode because he, he shall not be named has worked tomorrow. Hmm. I'm David Siegbert coming at you from Tallahassee, Florida.
1: Christian Smith back at you, Wilmington, Delaware.
0: Nick Smith back here in
1: Jacksonville Beach. Let's get it guys.
0: So, first order of business, as always, for the end of the week episode, we're going to do our Gone in 60 Seconds. This is the one where I nice. do absolutely wacky news about sports, and they try to finish something while they're doing Not each other, but they're trying to finish something. Um, Today, they're not actually drinking. Wow. And maybe Nick's AA meetings are working. <laughs> what are you guys going to do this week? Uh yeah. Um back by popular demand
1: we're doing the blazing blazing wings um shout out to local local b-dubs messing up my order today but you know what we're at it guys i got it we're over here recording mm-hmm. Ate this but you know
0: what gotta change it up right gotta change it up always You're gonna be spicy we gotta do for Definitely our flaming hot takes <clears throat> all right so when you guys are ready to chow down i'll start I'll, I'll never be
1: ready um let me get them like directly in front of me and i'm gonna give some little
0: asmr while i do this guys. So. Dude, please don't please mm. don't i don't want i don't want to hear that all right ready on today's episode of gone in 60 seconds we catch some waves and some wags with this sport we hang 10 or 4 in this case Usually hanging 10 involves your dogs, as in your feet, but in this sport, it's your literal dogs. It doesn't need a round of a pause. Does it smell like wet dog in here? Because today we talk about dog surfing. That's right, man's best friend on a board. Dog surfing involves, well, dogs who are trained to go on surfboards or bodyboards. They either are alone or with their human, and they're on the board. Um, some dogs have been trained to ride a skimboard. I can't even ride a skimboard, so that's kind of impressive. Um, see, and some windsurf with their human. Uh, body surfing dogs are also a big thing and have been documented as well in surfing media. They have real competitions, believe it or not, uh, for the judging is based on wave size and ride length as well. The largest dog surfing competition is held in Imperial Beach, California in the United States. This is called the Lowes Coronado Bay Resort Surf Dog Competition, say that five times fast. In 2011, over 50 dogs participated. They had small dogs, large dogs, even tandem dogs, and tandem dogs what sounds like just multiple dogs on one board. They had. There also is the World Dog Surfing Championships that are held in North Carolina, which is held in Pacifica, Carolina. You know, that looks pretty sloppy over there, Nate. Not gonna lie. So if you're in the chasing Maverick mutts or Cowabunk canines, this is your sport. Now, honestly, there's no way my dog Utley would ever do this. Um, I don't know if he'd be smart enough to learn how to surf, but also he doesn't really like water. I can't even walk him in the rain without him trying to hide under my legs, and he hates baths, so I don't think he'll have a fun time. And who also isn't having a fun time? Looks like Nick and Christian over there.
2: Oh,
0: bro, I am
2: dying. Oh.
0: I'll just uh, enjoy this oh, while I drink my refreshing uh, kibi boba. Oh, right. You're drinking boba. Drinking boba, loser. Yes, yeah, is mm. the one crying over wings right now. How you feeling? How you guys feeling? Not feeling good. You look like you're about to cry. He's downing some milk.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: I'm downing a man's drink. some milk. Yeah, see, uh, this is why I don't do this. off the screen. I will say.
1: I almost beat
2: Christian. Yeah, almost well, only counts on horseshoes and hand grenades, buddy. F off.
0: Well, only counts on horseshoes hand and hand grenades, and sometimes dog surfing. <laughs> so, what do you guys think about it? What What so do this you guys, is the actual uh, competition? Yeah, My they breath? have multiple competitions all throughout the United States. Um, a lot of them in California, usually, but they have one in Jupiter, Florida, as well. So that was pretty interesting, dude.
1: Nick,
2: I don't know about you, but like. It kind of hurts to breathe. Are you on the same wavelength with me on that one? I can't I can't
1: talk.
0: Yeah. So um I think the I think the real honest thing to do here is just to uh, I guess I guess I should start while they try to recover from nah, this. Nah. No. No. Reason. I
2: I always kick it off with the
0: start. You know I'm kicking it back off with the start boys. All right, and here we go. We're going to go into our football takes of the of the week. Um, we're doing NCAA football predictions right now, and we are on the ACC. We have previously done the SEC, the Pac-12, and the Big 12, so see those previous episodes if you haven't. We're going to do the ACC. I'm rocking the FSU hat and shirt today. So, Christian, tell us what your top seven are. Oh,
2: nice. All right. Yes, sir, boys. Here we are. Here we go. So rolling in at bottom of this list, right? Sitting at the number seven spot.
0: Baylor, it's going it to be late. Virginia
2: Tech. And I'm going to go with Virginia Tech because Vic went there. And I'm going oh, to Vic. God. And he wore seven. And this is the seventh spot.
0: V- wow, t- that's a great, great take. Great, great take. Mm.
2: And then coming that's in good. at number six.
0: <laughs> no way you're drinking the ranch right now. You know, he likes that white stuff on his that, tongue. That's not ranch. That's 100% not ranch. He's used to that. Oh,
2: yeah, facts, facts. I couldn't really decide who deserves these six and seven spots because I don't think there's going to be – I don't think the ACC is going to be as great as you two, I feel like, made it out to be earlier today when we were talking amongst ourselves. So at the six spot, I pit, and I don't have any reason for it. They're just there now moving in though at number five i have miami um i think we'll see a big showing from the defense more than we do the offense in south beach and i think most of that contributes to (laughs) i think most of that contributes to the own line play specifically because almost already all five of their starters are dealing with injuries this season uh already so we're not too sure how that's going to play out and as we know uh, protecting your quarterback is very important however if they do Stay healthy enough. I think we'll see a very decent showing out of Tyler Van Dyke. Nothing crazy, but, you know, enough to fare through with a decent record. Maybe a bowl game appearance, if that. But one way or another, there should be an interesting team to watch this year. I think the defense will be pretty fun. Coming in at number four, I have North Carolina. I think they will make a very big showing, or I think we will get a very big showing this year out of Drake May. Probably will be in the conversation for a Heisman finalist by the end of the year, if you ask me. Uh, But we all know that this man can't do it alone, and there has to be 22 starters. And already, when I look at the team around him, it's not that great. I mean, there's, there's no big playmakers for him at the wideout position. Their front seven is a humongous glare. I mean, I just think that that's going to be the two biggest downfalls to them being able to take a good run at the division title because there's nothing else really around Drake May. Even though Drake May, I do believe, will ball out this season. I agree. Number, number three, I have Louisville.
0: With longtime starter, Malik Cunningham, now gone and out the door. Hold on. Um, just in case any people from that place uh, hear this, anybody from Kentucky, um, he's talking about Wolval. Um, uh, just, just so you guys know. So you can continue. Thanks, bud.
2: Dude, I'm like hold on, I'm like dripping a little snot right now. I Man. will say they have
1: good bourbon in Louisville.
0: And Louisville. Louisville. Yeah, they have uh, in Louisville. They have uh Muhammad Ali, uh Louisville sluggers are there. The KFC Yum Center, pretty good.
2: Nice. Anyways. Number three, Louisville, uh, Malik Cunningham's now gone. So you assume that it's probably time to worry, right? No. They just got former Cal quarterback Jack Plummer in the transfer portal who already has ties to the head coach, Jeff Brom, dating back to their days at Purdue. And they already have a solid one-two running back punch with Isaiah. I'm going to butcher this name. Sorry to you if you ever hear this. Garendo and Jawar Jordan. Those are the two names that are running backs. But they're two running backs that already had good seasons last year and are poised to have another two good seasons this year. Uh, but like the other two teams that I have listed before them, uh, wide receivers is, is, is just a problem here. Uh, there's not a big playmaker. Uh, but I think with all the, th- all the players that they had brought in through the transfer portal this year, they have potential in the wide receiver room. But I don't think that they're going to have enough talent on the offensive side of the ball to really go and stick out as a top 10, 15, 20 team. However, on the defensive side of the ball, they're pretty well-rounded, and I think the defensive backs are going to make the biggest statement of them all, and it's going to be led by, yes, I'm going to say this name correctly, Storm Duck. He already has an all-ACC title under his belt. He's a baller at cornerback. Coming in at number two, Clemson, baby. Let's go. Clemson. Let's go. Let's
0: go. Oh,
2: man. I Let me tell you, guys. When I started this off this morning, when I woke up, I wanted nothing more than to put FSU right here and Clemson at one. Just one and two so hard because the love of my life went to Clemson, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I, lo- <laughs> I, I love I love Clemson football. I really don't actually. I'm a Gators fan. Who gives a fuck? But anyways, let me start by saying this much, though. From Clemson, Congrats. I do love Dabo, and I think he's a great coach over there, and he's always going to have them boys ready to compete, come to everything. Uh, I think the QB play shouldn't be a major issue with KQ uh, Clubnick in there. Uh, I think we'll see a decent performance out of him. Probably nothing crazy, not like a massive year. But I think Will Sharpley will be able to take the big bulk of the load off of him and have a good run game for Clemson. The biggest problem, though, like I just mentioned, though, with people like North Carolina and Louisville is that there's really no big wide receiver here at Clemson, and that's just always we all know in the in a passing league now you need a wide receiver, you need a weapon, and that's just not something they have. And I think that's going to be their biggest downfall of the year, just because that's the one position they're really missing. Mm. And at number one, yeah, the Faginals. Oh, Ooh. oh, he just, it kills. Look, it kills shot. me to bring praise to these boys, only because it's David's alma mater. Get that job started. FSU looks for real and have possibly just only gotten better from last year. They're returning the bulk of their entire uh, team from just a year ago, including stud quarterback or Jordan Travis and edge rusher, Jared verse. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, this team also had the sixth best uh, transfer portal ranking in the country this year and a humongous name, I believe, to watch out for for them will be wide receiver Keenan Coleman. I think he's going to be an absolute stud and he's going to completely help out Jordan Travis and that offense. I think FSU is just going to dominate throughout the
0: ACC, probably only a one loss year. Dang right. Dang right.
2: David, you don't get to shut up.
0: All right, I guess that's my turn. You know, as a lifelong Ohio State fan, I never thought I'd be so invested in the ACC. And that all changed in 2016 when I received my full ride to the Florida State University. For dick sucking. Now, I understand they were garbage when I was there. <laughs> that's the only bad part. It all started from when, uh, uh whenever, uh, shoot, I can't believe I forgot his name. Who was the quarterback? It was, who went Winston. There? It was Winston. No, no, not Winston, dude. Uh, shoot. He got in trouble for – oh, my gosh, not Winston. Why did I blink on his name? He got injured against Alabama my freshman year. He was supposed to be a – he's he a really big quarterback. I don't
1: know. I don't know,
2: dude. Yeah, it's a
1: That's um, your school, not
0: mine.
2: Yep. What I was thinking.
1: Dude, my face feels like it's red right now. By my the face way, is he's numb. looking this up. I actually DeAndre Francois.
0: Oh, Francois! Andre right. Francois was a baller, and yeah, then he, he was gets hurt, and then you know we're stuck with hurt Francois. We got James Blackman, Miami Dolphin. Now, by the way, um, and you know Jimbo's time there ran out. Then I got I got stuck with Willie Taggart. That sucked. But anyway, back to the ACC. Now, I feel like they're probably the worst out of the Power Five conferences. If I had to be honest, I feel like really? they. I think. I it's mean, between them, it's between them and Big Twelve.
2: Am I opinion. about to say Big Twelve is pretty? Goofy. I would say
0: Pac Twelve before Big Twelve. But, that's oh wait, ah, that's
2: I don't know, man. That's what I would. That's what I meant. To I say mean, you Pac-12, really only ever big. have
0: two, the three, even good teams in the ACC a year, and like even now, it's only like two. So um, no,
1: there's three there this year.
0: Obviously, we aren't. Obviously, we aren't going to include Notre Dame in that. You know, they're only in ACC for one year during COVID because they could actually play. I think there are two teams that can actually do something this year, but unfortunately, we do have to name seven. And at seven, give me the Duke Blue Devils. The Blue Devils went three and nine in twenty twenty one, and they got a new coach Mike Elka, and Mike Elko went nine and four last year. I don't think they will sneak their way into the top of the ACC at all. But I mean, they moved up a bit, you know. Um, and they finished. They may finish in the top twenty five this year, but I don't believe they will. They have Riley Leonard is returning at QB. And they bring back a lot of good skill players. Uh, they have Graham Barton, who was an all ACC tackle last year on the offensive line, and also they have Jacob Monk. The, the, the defenses where major improvements were made last year. They, um, they lit 39.8 points per game in 2021 and dropped that to 22.1 last year. But I just don't think they had the talent as the other teams on this list, so I think that's why they're more near the bottom. At number six, I have Wall. Um, they, hired oh. Br- they hired Jeff. They hired Jeff Brom, which is a decent hire, but they have to replace Malik Cunningham, which is going to be hard to do. Um, they also have a good. They also lost a good amount of their own line. They did get transfer from Purdue and California, Jack Plummer, and they got Jamari Thrash from Georgia State, who may help out at wide receiver. They were tied for the best defense in the ACC last year at 19.2 points per game. However, they lost Yaya Diaby, Yasir Abdullah, Keltrell Clark, who are all a- all ACC defenders last year. At number five, I have Pitt. You know, 2021, Pitt was the ACC champions. Then um, they lost Kenny Pickett. However, they did win a bowl game last year and have a lot of good players um, that left as well. Jared Wayne, as well as defenders, Kansi, uh, Dennis Baldonado, and Eric Hallett left. Um, they have Kenan Slavis, who is gone. And it looks like Phil Jerkovic is from Boston College will be taking over that spot. Um, he's a pretty decent quarterback, I think. I feel like he doesn't get enough credit. and I think he'll may have a good year this year. They also have Rodney Hammond, who's going to be the running back. And I think we'll have actually a tremendous year on the ground this year. Um, at number four, we have NC State. Give me the Wolf Pack. NC State has surprisingly won eight games in five of the last six seasons. They usually nice. stay within the top 25 um, or just outside of it. And I think that's where they're going to start the season, maybe at 25 or like between 25 to 30. Um you know, they, they have finished first or second in the last two years in defense in the ACC, which is really good. They also keep Peyton Wilson, who passed on going to the NFL this year. Um, this team is very weak on offense, however. They averaged only 20 points a game last year, which isn't going to get you anywhere in the ACC no. or in really any division. Come With on. the hiring oh. of Robert Anae, and they have Brennan Armstrong, maybe their offense increases. However, I don't think they have that many ta- how much talent to add that they're going to push themselves into the top three. At three, I have the UNC Tar Heels. Uh, I think this Tar Heels team looks really good, and they looked really good last year as well. Drake May comes back and may even make a run for a Heisman. I I think he'll make a run for a Heisman too. They have a new play caller in Chip Lindsey, so that'll be interesting to see how Drake May and him work together. Last year, he accounted for 45 of their touchdowns. However, to get above the next two teams, He'll probably have to end up, uh, end up, you know, doing more than that. You, t- you can get a shot at the ACC title. Josh Downs got drafted, so they lose that weapon, but they did get transfers Nate McCollum and Devontae Walker, who will hopefully change that. Again, the offense needs some, uh, needs to keep producing, especially when they have a defense that allowed thirty point eight points a game last year. No. They also ranked last in pass efficiency defense, which isn't good when you have two teams that have pretty good quarterbacks. At number two. I had the Clemson Tigers. They have been the top dog in the ACC for a good part of 10 years under Sweeney, but that may fi- they may have finally someone who may bump them off this pedestal. But just because they may have a new challenger in the ACC doesn't mean they won't win 10-plus games this year. Um, they got TCU play caller Garrett Riley. That was a very surprising call. I didn't think he would leave TCU after yeah. just going to a national yeah. championship. Um, they get Cade Klubnik as a QB to look after. Um, which um to look after Clemson, who still, I feel like, really hasn't found their guy since Lawrence left. Yeah. I think they need to find a way to get Will Shipley the ball more. I think he's the battery in that offense, whether or Absolutely. not you're going to swing him out on the outside and do a little more dunk passes. Yep. Um, but I feel like he's the guy you should probably run through. Um, like Christian said, I completely agree. The wide receivers is where they're lacking. That wasn't a thing beforehand. You know, you had yeah. a bunch of guys who were really solid at Clemson. I'm pretty sure it's what Hopkins came from there. Um, Mike Williams Sammy, yeah uh, Sammy Watkins so like but you don't just you don't have that anymore um, so and then you I mean they have a pretty decent defense uh, Then than their secondary I feel like they've lost that um, but they're replacing Miles Murphy Brian uh, Brian Breezy and Trenton Simpson they also have a great linebacker tangent and do you know who their linebacker is Christian your mom Maxman Jr. Jeremiah Trotter Jr., who is an absolute stud at Clemson, he was one of the best backs in the league last year. and I really hope he falls to Philly. Just saying, really hope he falls to Philly in, in the draft coming up. Um, hey, hey good- not saying anything, but maybe he should go out there
1: and just do something super, like a misdemeanor, real quick. <laughs> we can just fall and get him. No, I'm not saying yeah. that. Just,
2: just we would love him. Small. Well, actually, Dallas might try to pick them up at that point. That's
0: true. true. Uh, They're a good overall team, and with Sweeney, can definitely make a push for the ACC in first place or even a college football playoff. I just feel like they lack a little bit of offensive firepower. Absolutely. And that brings me here to first place. (sighs) Fuck, shit. That's right. At first place, I have the Florida State Seminoles. Get that chance started. Get that That's chopping. not bias. FSU is back. They finally got a lot of Tigers team gone. And finally, Mike Norvell's team is starting to connect. Oh. They were 10-3 last year. They beat Oklahoma in the cheese-it ball R.I.P., not the Pop-Tart ball. The Oklahoma didn't really have a didn't really have a good year last year and didn't deserve to be a ball at all. Jordan Travis is coming back and is arguably a top five quarterback in the nation. His athleticism and arm talent is tremendous. They have Trey Benson coming back and he's an absolute baller at running back. And then Who's they also number have
1: one uh, customer on the corner. Just so you know, Christian.
0: Is he actually frozen? No, I think he's confused by your questioning. Well, no, he knows why. Anyway, they bring back Johnny Wilson, who is the number one target for Travis and a big body as well as pair him with Winston Wright, who I think should be looked at closely this year because I think he too can rise to stardom this year. They got a stud transfer from South Carolina and Jaheim Bell, who I think is a top three tight end um, in college football. I think this is interesting though because he actually lined up more at slot and at running back than he did tight end all of last year, which is crazy. I can't tell if Christian's actually frozen or not. Yeah, he's he's frozen.
1: He's back. There we go.
2: Dude, it like kicked me out for a second, and now I'm just right back in. What the fuck? You missed my comment. I totally did. What was your comment?
1: After you did this, I said he's his number one customer on the corner.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But this year, they also beefed up their O-line a bit, so uh, Travis doesn't have to run for his life, as well as that running game can get going. Um they have a very well-rounded offensive rag this year, but it was going to come down to their defense, which historically has been their bread and butter. Uh, they went from allowing 26.5 points per game in 2021 to only 20.6 points against last year. Their defensive captain and star edge rusher, Jared verse passed on the draft and is returning to tally. And I am so excited to see that. Then um, they still held their defensive coordinator, Adam Fuller and you know, this defense looks dangerous. The only thing you really do is address their secondary. They have a history of great secondaries. You have Deion Sanders has been here, Antonio Cromartie, Asante Samuel Jr., Jalen Ramsey, Ronald Darby, and the list goes on. But they need the guy this year that's going to lock people down. Um, and, you know, I think a person to look at would be Frentrell Cypress. Um, this year, he, he could be the guy to get that lockdown role. He hasn't allowed a touchdown since 2021, the Wake Forest. He only allowed 18 catches on two on 350 plus snaps last year. This team has a lot of potential star power to be a college football playoff team and a team to look out for. I'm excited to look to, um, to watch this team, maybe be back to the Bobby Bowden glory days. However, they'll have their first test in the first week of the season. Now they play LSU. Who's a really good team. LSU, LSU. That's what I'm saying. Um, LSU, that's what LSU took last year. I understand what you're saying. Um, we beat LSU last year on the blocked kick. However, LSU got a lot better as the season went on. So that's going to be very interesting to see there. I also look forward to smoking some Gator in the last week as well. And who knows? Maybe, maybe UF will be better now. They don't have a quarterback that'll throw uh, the ball at the ground hey, during five yard. Gator receptions. tells really good. I don't blame. I don't blame me for wanting some gator tail. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna add a dishonorable mention. A dishonorable mention: the Miami Hurricanes, always one of the most overrated players, overrated yeah. teams to start every single season. They again were supposed to be a giant powerhouse last year, but however. The U, or I guess the U, finished 5-7 and seven last year. They luckily used their history for a decent recruiting class. Um, but I don't feel like Miami's been really good since they lost to Ohio State in the 2002 BCS Championship.
1: Uh, how do they do it every year, man? They're top 30 in recruiting every single year. It's just the brand, dude. It's the, I mean, they, they have a name. Like, yeah. dude, they haven't been good since the early 2000s. Dude, Van, Van Dyke. A little ASMR
2: like- for you boys here. Hold on.
0: Didn't pick up any background. Yeah, there was oh, nothing, that's bro. a shame. That's a shame. That was but, uh, the dumbest Dyke, thing I've ever seen. Van Dyke played like garbage last year, and I hope that he stays the same. But in all honesty, he needs to progress for this team to do anything. The O line was awful last year. The defense also was hot trash, allowing twenty nine point nine points per game to ACC. Yeah. Overall, the division is lackluster. With again, like I said, really two teams to look to do any damage, um, and it might be boring to see. But that being said, we'll see those two teams are made of this season, especially now that they got rid of divisions. There's hope for a Clemson Florida State rematch and also ACC championship game. So that'll be exciting to see. I don't see that
1: rematch happening. <clears throat> I really don't.
2: Yeah, I think so, Florida State doesn't win a single game this year. Oh,
1: I even though you're at number one. one, but okay. That's so bad what the ACC deal? is? Yeah, apparently Christian doesn't know how to count um, or Reed. So, so for me. Number seven, I got Louisville. I do like the hire at Jeff Brom. I, I think he's going to be a good hire. He's coming from the Big Ten. Way better conference than ACC when it comes to football. Yeah. Um, I like that they added Jack Plummer. I think he's going to be good from Cal. Yeah. I think he's going to be starting quarterback there. Um, to go along with four-star Jamari Thrash. Uh, he's gonna be beast. They also added four wide receivers in the transfer. They're trying to stack up this offense to make it look like the offense when Lamar Jackson was there. Um, Mid. it won't. Yeah, it won't be that great. They don't have a, a great defense, but I do think Adanje Green is gonna be a good edge for this team. Give you a good edge. Ooh, okay. you don't
2: have. You don't have nothing to say about Storm Duck. For <clears throat> I don't for... because
1: you already covered it. I do like the name. Whoever came up with that, let's go, Doug. Let's Um, go, Doug. At number six, I got Duke. They have a tougher schedule this year. I look for them to start out the way they ended last year. Um, I mean, you got to play Clemson, Notre Dame, NC State, and FSU. That's hard. That's not not easy. It's not an easy task. I think you're pretty much looking at four losses off that. Um, But they're returning nine starters on offense. Uh, including Riley Leonard looks okay. He, I mean, he looked pretty good last year Um, hired Tyler uh, Santucci as their D coordinator should help them on defense. I don't, I mean, obviously they need help there. I don't know how much help there it's really going to give them, but whatever they need, they're, they're just getting better. So I think six is a good spot for them. Um, Number five, Wolfpack. I got NC state at number five. Uh, I like that they added Brennan Armstrong. I love that they added Brennan Armstrong from Virginia. Poor guy's career was just absolutely being thrown in the trash over there in Virginia. Virginia used to be decent, but they, it's just awful. Um, I do like that they added for protection. They added left guard Dawson Jamirlo uh, from Oregon. He's going to definitely help him. And then <clears throat> they really didn't lose much on defense. So this should be a pretty good defense this year. Uh, they still have Peyton Wilson. He had a great year last year. So we'll we'll see what they look like over there. I don't know what David's doing. David, are you okay? Oh, twerk. Twerk, 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 twerk. At number four, back by popular demands, Hurricane. Miami at number four. I mean, dude, they got a lot. They got a lot of talent there. I don't know what they do there. They should be way better than what they are. Um, yeah. I do like. I do like their offensive coordinator hire, Shannon Dawson from Houston. I think it's going to help this offense. I think it's going to help Van Dyke get to the next level. I mean, they also got two five-star offensive linemen, Francis Maygoa and Samson Okanenala, both look great. Um. I just again, I don't see how you can go thirteenth in your recruiting class last year and not do anything, and then you're sixth in the recruiting class
0: this year. And I I just don't know. The ball is overrated. I mean, I thought.
2: Are we getting our recruiting class rankings from different websites? Because I got FSU as the sixth ranked recruiting class.
1: Nah, FSU. Oh, oh,
2: I'm sorry. That's transfer portal, not recruiting class. I'm stupid.
1: FSU in recruiting class was nineteenth.
2: Oh, okay, cool. Oh, that's not bad.
1: So then, number three, I got Clemson.
2: Um, Clemson,
1: wait, what at number three? I think the defense. I think the defense is going to be good. Um, I don't like their offense. I think <laughs> that Paul Tyson from Arizona State is going to end up being the starter quarterback this year. I don't really think they have much. They're going to be relying heavily. On running back and it's just not going to be enough um i don't know i mean they had 11 people transfer out and only one transfer coming in Mm. so it sounds to me like they know that they're they're gonna they're gonna be on a decline so i I don't know if they want to be there then give me a second guys
2: David, do you, do you have something you'd like to say, Bud?
0: Oh, boom.
1: <laughs> and number two, FSU. I don't see FSU making a wait run, a minute, like everyone thinks. I think they're going to be there. Um, I really, That's number one, really don't think Jordan Travis is that good. Okay. I mean, I I don't. I mean, I might be biased. Ty, you just heard David's feelings. Ty, it ties uh, UF alumni. I can't can't argue with it. I just don't. This team, yes, they were nineteenth 19th, nineteenth 19th in recruiting this year. Um, I don't 600. see how their offense can be ranked eighth overall going into the season. I just don't. I don't see it. Running backs are, are great. great. Um, I do like Trey Benson. I do like Trey Benson. I will say that dude's gonna be an absolute stud. Wilson... I'm doing this all to hurt David's feelings, guys. So just
0: so you know. Um, what'd you say, David? Well, do Johnny Wilson's a stud. Dude, dude's a big body receiver and go up and get the ball. I don't understand like what are you what are you trying to and they I, got... will, I will say, can Coleman, say that, yeah. but I actually
1: like I actually like Hakeem Williams, the transfer you guys got coming in. Wide I think... receiver. I think he's gonna be good. I also like transfer. Uh,
0: what is it, Keon Coloma. Is that right? Coleman, that- oh, dude. And they also got Bell from South Carolina.
1: I also do like the two edge guys that they got this year, and Jaden Jones guys. and Lamont Green. They they look like they're pretty good. Um, defense is ranked twenty sixth overall going into the year. That's pretty solid. Um, if they can keep it up with the eighth ranked offense they could win it um i just don't think i think last year was a fluke they're going to be good they're going to lose the first game to lsu i mean they're just not going to they're not going to cover that and at number 1 north carolina tar
0: heels dude Take you're on
2: Dude, you—I you- thought I thought my predictions are like shitty and bold. You just, yeah, boxed dude. The only
0: tar heel dude. you're on is black tar heroin. Literally, you're absolutely will- high right now. Yeah, dude. I will say
1: they were thirtieth in recruiting this year, but they were tenth last year. They had they have almost every single person coming back last year. This defense looks great. This offense – well, defense. Sorry, not defense. Offense looks great. Defense is a question. I think Drake May might win the Heisman this year. They have a. I mean, he had 4,300 yards passing last year. They had decent receivers. Plus, they added transfer from Georgia Tech, Nate McCollum, and transfer from Kent State, Devontez Walker, to absolutely demolish all of these defense in the ACC. Not saying much, but I think they have a shot at it. Um,
0: I, I don't know, man. Yeah, obviously, just, you think they have more than the yeah. shot if you have them going at number one. Like, can you name me the last good Jaw Tech receiver? I'm sorry. What? Can
2: you name me the last JA Tech receiver, Georgia Tech receiver?
0: Why can't you just say Georgia Tech, dude?
2: I don't know. I heard everybody call it Georgia Tech. Uh,
0: that'd be a Calvin Johnson, I believe.
2: Yes, it would be Megatron.
0: Well, who's to say you don't have two sitting right here?
1: Megatron. I just, um, if this defense shows up, they have the chance to take it all in the ACC. Not, they're they're not. I don't think. I don't think they got it, but go ahead, David. I want you
0: are relying so much on somehow the Tar Heels defense being good that you completely yeah. washed. I would I wouldn't mind if you put Clemson up there because the, at least they have the coaching and all the talent to do so. But like UNC, you're gonna jump UNC up to number one. Dude, they had one of the worst defenses last year in the they ACC. They, I don't I don't how know. You, how, right are you, how are they North gonna North make a giant how they, dude, and they see. They also lost. Was it Downs that was their receiver who got drafted?
2: Listen, if you ask me, Clemson and FSU are the clear one and two, and then UNC is the clear just three. Be,
1: just be on the lookout for UNC, man. I just think after last year, they they're returning all of those players after the recruiting class they had at tenth. Oh, all those players on the defense
0: that ranked last in the ACC?
1: They weren't all on
0: the defense straight. I just can't wait to watch. I'll I'll keep my eye out for UNC when they're playing on like December 28th at the freaking, I don't know, Duke Mayo Ball. I'll make sure to look out for them when they're playing the Duke Mayo Ball. I mean, I'd be surprised if any of these ACC players or teams make it to the playoffs. To be quite honest with you, I don't think any of them really have a shot. I mean, I'm just saying, like, in comparison to all the other teams, like, I don't think UNC is the, the one going to make that jump to one. I just think it's a two-way race. It, you, don't, you don't know. They could. I, can't take, I can't take FSU. I can't do
1: it. But so you're That's not going to deter me from the fact that no one in this conference
0: is making it to the playoffs. Not a single one of these teams are making it to the playoffs. I mean, I it's just, I mean, maybe, it just depends on what happens with the Big 12 and Pac 12. We know we're going to get one or two from the SEC or one or two from the Big 10. Yeah. So, I mean, you're guaranteed well, way one it's, from the The way it's looking right now, why don't you just do the top two in Big, Big 10 and top two in SEC? I think you'd better see it match. I would see, yeah, yeah. With, with all the teams that are jumping to those two conferences, let me have it. <laughs> <You might> have <laughs> yeah, know, right, right. Let me have it. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to segue this into some giant news that's happened today. Um, we're talking about ACC, former FSU player yeah. Dalvin Cook has been released by the Vikings. Yeah, big. Um, Yeah, I mean, honestly, to me, not a shock. I think we all saw it coming. Yeah. Um, I'm not even sure if he's an elite back anymore, dude. Whoa. Well, Whoa. Dude is injured way too much for yeah, me to consider injured, him bro. an elite back. I think yeah. he's a really good back, but I think he can never live up to his prime if he keeps getting hurt all the time. Yeah. Um, I think if he goes anywhere to get signed, I would look for Dallas, who needs a, a back to pair with Pollard, Cincinnati, but also keep an eye out on, on Miami. Um, yeah. one, it's in Florida, and two, FSU player Jalen Ramsey is there. And also, I think I saw through the grapevine that he posted a picture today yeah, on his Instagram in Hard Rock yeah. Stadium. So, so Yeah, I-
1: so I heard before they decided to do this, Miami was actually interested in trading, but they weren't giving Minnesota what they wanted. Um, I oh my fault. So they just released him. <laughs> yeah. So they weren't. They weren't getting. Yeah. So that's that's what I saw. They were talking about it, but it I don't know. Really I don't really.
2: It. That doesn't make too much sense to me though. If you're not going, you know, what I mean, I'd rather get the trade of something than nothing. Well, it's but- like
0: well, it's uh, it's like the whole like you know we may not be able to give up anything now. We can just resign him, but you also risk somebody else getting him. Yeah, too. but you got to look like right. you, the
1: way you look at it too, man. Dalvin Cook. I mean, he when he's healthy. Is a top five running back in the league. Healthy. Um, Can you imagine giving up like a fifth, fourth, and fifth round draft pick just for him? I think that makes the organization look absolutely garbage. So your best bet at that point is to just to release him, if that makes sense.
0: Well, how many picks do the Dolphins really have? I feel like I about they say traded they a lot of them. They don't.
1: They don't have a lot. But I mean, I, from what I heard, they were they were in talks of trading. There was another well, team. Look, I can't think of the other team on the top of my head, but there was two teams I think, that were in talks.
2: I think for me, though, if you're looking at best fit for Davin Cook and like where he should end up, I think
1: Buffalo Bills is what kind of pops out to me. The oh, most. why? Because his brother's there?
2: No, not even that. Because as we've addressed, I want to say it was probably in episode seven of the podcast when we were talking about Josh Allen and the Bills, uh, there's no run game over there. That's always been their biggest deficit. And if you can bring in someone like, like Dobbin Cook, you know, to put back there while he's healthy, that's going to be a massive game changer for someone like Josh Allen. It's going to take the load off of him.
1: Yeah. I mean, they have two mids there. I mean, they have the load Cook's on you. brother, obviously. And they also have Damian Harris, right? Damian Harris. I think, yeah, it's right Damian there. Harris. So those are, I mean, yeah, they're mid there. Um, but with Josh Allen, you don't really need
0: a crazy good running back. Right, right. Oh, onion. that's right.
2: Because Josh Allen has sixty turnovers since coming in. What what what, what was the post,
0: David? It was uh yeah, he has like the that's the top five most interceptions thrown since like two thousand I think 19. Yeah, We've he's second in place to Baker Mayfield. I told you,
1: know. you he would be the best quarterback in the league if he eliminated the mm. dumb decisions that he made. But it's been right, it's been a, con- so it's been a constant need- thing for four to five has, years now. Yeah, so yeah that and
2: that's been- why you need a dominant running back in that backfield so you can you know minimize so, the stupid. So if decisions. they
1: get that dominant running back, do you think his mistakes go down? Does he go and propel himself to a top three? While- a hundred bro. A if you back. honestly, if you ask me, probably. I mean, I don't know that for
2: sure, but probably because, dude, you you yeah. minimize the opportunity he has for mistakes. Yeah, I think.
0: I yeah. agree. I, I mean, he had he had an issue with accuracy when he was in Wyoming at quarterback. And I think if you put the pressure and keep the defense honest on him, like for a running game, keep the defense honest. I mean, I feel like he'll be able to make better decisions passing yeah. the ball. Yeah, but he's not he's not on Patrick Mahomes or a Burrow. You know, hurts. Yeah, I mean, hurts. I mean, had a really good run game too. Yeah,
1: I mean, I love Hertz, but dude, he he still uh, yes, his percentage of completions were sixty percent. But I still think Josh Allen's a better passer than him.
0: We'll see. Yeah. Were you, were you talking?
2: My yeah,
0: of course. I'm so I'm gonna bring this into. Um, I'm gonna do a little trivia time with David. Um, hopefully Ooh. we'll get some trivia questions from a little bit. I love trivia. I go to trivia every single Wednesday. So I'm gonna ask a couple of trivia questions. See if my uh, colleagues can get it. Um, question question that question number one. Who leads the Eagles all time in yardage? Who do you guys like, think? At, like in, in receiving, right? Receiving yards, yeah. It's receiving yards.
2: Number one receiver all time,
0: all time. Their top receiver all time. And can you spell
1: Carmichael for me, Christian, real quick? Because I saw the way you spelled that, and that was like, like a chameleon almost. Like, Carmichael.
2: Can you do me a favor and fuck off? Thanks.
1: <laughs>
2: so, but, who
0: do you guys got? Who do you guys got? I'm gonna go with Jackson.
2: You're going with Jackson. I think that's an awful take because Jackson never had. I think he only had one 1,000 yard season. I'm gonna Not go. About that. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Carmichael, honestly.
0: All right. So the answer is Harold Carmichael, 8,788 yeah, right, yards Man, as an I, angle. And now I think I think AJ or Devontae, if they stay here, are gonna break that. I mean, they already have over a thousand yards. You said it record. was 5,800. It was eighty eight thousand nine hundred and seventy eight. Oh, eight thousand nine hundred. Um, and I think Djax is like fourth place, third or fourth place, I think, in yards for the Eagles. I
1: wanted to go. Do you Carl know who, Michael, Do you know who's second and third? Answer,
0: I didn't here. look up who's second and third. But I it was the. Um, probably like Tommy pick. McDonald. <laughs> I mean, I I wanted to go Carmichael, but
1: Michael, but I just it was the too obvious of a a pick.
0: All right, and so the next question I'll have for you, because CBS Sports they released like what player has the most receiving yards for every single team. Oh, Three of those it. teams were tight ends. I got um, it. So I want you to list me the t- the player and the team. Yep, I got it. Ready? Tony mm-hmm. Gonzalez, Atlanta. Yeah.
1: Antonio Gates, Chargers. Yeah. Patriots, Rob Gronkowski.
2: Yeah,
0: I'm gonna literally second every single one of those because that's the exact list. All right, so you got two of the three players correct. One of the three teams correct, however.
2: Oh, it's Chiefs Gronk. It was, or not Gronk, Chiefs, uh, what's his oh, name? Oh, Tony Gonzalez. Yes, yes. It ah, is that's Tony, Tony Gonzalez that
0: on the Chiefs with ten thousand nine hundred and forty yards oh. for the Chiefs. Um, Antonio Gates for the Chargers, eleven thousand eight hundred and forty one, but you're missing one giant hold tight end on, who hold we, on. Oh no 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 no, no, no. Stop, 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 to... stop 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 yeah, stop stop yeah. I'm gonna can I guess? Mm-hmm. Is it Shannon Sharp? No, uh, no it's one titan that we had to watch two Sundays a year. Every Jason, Witten. year. Jason Witten. Jason yep. Witten with 12,977 would, dude, would, with the Cowboys. I, it, it, okay. may, it makes me want
2: to throw up, dude, but Jason Witten was just a baller.
1: He was.
0: And I, I think I think the big thing here is like he, he almost had thirteen thousand yards with the Cowboys, dude. And unfortunately, he played some garbage years or a garbage year with I think the Raiders, I think he went to for a yeah. year. Yeah. He was literally like one this year might, before he retired. This might, might be an L
2: take. This might be a really L take, but Romo wasn't as bad as a quarterback as we all made. I don't know.
0: think it's an L take. He was just bad in December when it mattered. I think yeah, that's what the, he was the issue a, came. he was not he was just like Donovan McNabb. Yeah. He's not Donovan McNabb went to the Super Bowl. Um, Tony Gonzalez is and interesting the because,
1: I mean okay Donovan McNabb, McNabb went to that Super because of that defense
0: come on now and he had T.O. Um, a <laughs> with a broken ankle well he finally had a good Four receiver touchdown. but I'll say this um, you said Tony Gonzalez with Atlanta who do you think Atlanta who has the most yards over there Julio it's Julio it has yeah. to be because he's Leo like he has like twelve thousand yards. I'm I'm interested to in see how many yards Tony Gonzalez though has with the Falcons, and that's a that'd be very interesting. I think he has I probably at least go... seven eight thousand, dude. dude he has you know what those... blows?
2: You know I'm I'm curious. You said they released a list, and only three of the teams were tight ends leading as leading receiver. I would have I would have put some money that Greg Olson in Carolina would have been. That's nope, a good nope,
0: one. No, but who do you think Carolina has one receiver? Steve Smith senior. Steve Smith. Yeah.
1: Smith yeah, of course. The I mean, over there, right. That's a good one though. The Greg Olson was my like. But Greg Olson also started the with the Bears,
0: though. Olson dude. played some season with the Bears.
1: Dude, The best part is is that everyone would forget yeah. about uh, Greg Olson in the fantasy draft. I draft him every single year. Oh my
2: god, my dude. Five. Jimmy Graham for the Saints, he wasn't on there.
0: No, I believe um if I if I remember correctly, is Marquise Colston. Oh, Colston really, was a baller. Colston. Colston was
1: a baller. He was good. He was good. Let's see.
0: I let's see here. Is it Marquise Colston, let me see. Yep, yeah, Marquise Colston yeah. was for them. Poor dude, the the Bears have been such a poverty franchise that some random dude named Johnny Morris in his pictures in black and white. <laughs> so wait, you're telling me
2: George Kittle isn't the uh leading receiver for the 49ers of all time? No, dude,
0: Jerry. But who Rice? do you think, yeah? God, it, was, it was a fucking joke,
2: obviously. My big Ward. thing is
0: Tim Brown for the Raiders. That actually, uh, see, I can can imagine a Hall of Famer?
1: Listen, Steve Smith had his career handed to him. Can you imagine having Jerry Rice and teo on your team?
0: Steve Smith? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck this guy's. Steve Young. About. Steve Young. Oh, Steve Young. Yeah. Can you imagine having those two? Surprisingly, Heinz Ward's for Pittsburgh, and I feel like it would be like Swan or, or A B, but I guess they not A B didn't play there long enough. No, A B was only
1: there for like five years. Yeah, but I
2: say A B wasn't there long enough. Heinz Ward's yeah.
1: been there. I mean, he's been
0: he was their guy for a while.
2: I'm surprised. Actually, San uh, Santonio Holmes was a big name that stands out to me there too over in Pittsburgh.
0: I feel like oh. San Antonio Holmes wasn't didn't play there as long as Heinz Ward did. Yeah, true. Like no,
2: sure. Heinz Ward was,
1: also- was there for like 15 years. Yeah, OC. Who's, who's who's
2: Washington? Is this Santana Moss? Oh, it's uh, to be Art Monk. Really? Mm-hmm.
0: It's okay. not. It, oh, it's funny. The Patriots, the Patriots is Stanley Morgan.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Man. How is it not Gronk,
0: dude? I just feel like Gronk was also injured a lot too. He has to and, be number and, two. And, but, so it wasn't,
2: so it's not Aaron Hernandez for the Patriots?
0: <laughs> you no, know, he he leads in, uh, he, was hung he, he kills dry. it over there. He's in kills over there. He has the big, yeah. the best kill to death ratio. Hung out the drive. I uh, mean, I, actually,
2: no, I think his KD is like one to one. He's dead too, so. <laughs> I think he killed two people. <laughs> That's a good oh KD. sorry, 2 to one KD,
0: 50%. <laughs> um so I guess next would be our NHL playoffs. Um Ooh. get us into our three minute minor here. Um again, it's Stanley Cup playoffs. It we don't have that. Oh no, 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 no. We're not keeping that in. <laughs> um, no, so we're gonna start with Is this a few US football. M- yeah, right. We're gonna start with <laughs> we're gonna start with a three minute minor here. Um the golden knights lead two to zero. The Golden Knights absolutely spanked the Panthers and game two. It was not even close. The final score was seven to two. And the Panthers have given up a yeah, combined yeah, Panthers have given up a combined 12 goals in the past uh, the first two games of the Stanley Cup playoffs, which is completely atrocious. This Golden Knights team offense is dangerous as of late. In the last three games they played, they've scored a combined 18 goals and only allowed four in that span. That's absolutely unheard of now you know game three was played in miami so now the panthers can uh the the uh, game three was played in miami so now the panthers can finally use their home field advantage or ice home court advan- home ice advantage wow can finally use their home ice advantage however i don't think that's going to matter at all the defense is nowhere to be found right now for florida in these first two games and i think that continues here They need to start scoring more, but Vegas has been so well in goal and on defense, it feels like it doesn't even matter. It's been a tough task for any team all postseason. I think Vegas takes a 3-0 lead and makes Florida have to avoid being swept on Saturday at home.
1: Yeah, so it's just that offense is so good. Who, the Knights? Yeah, Vegas, man.
0: I mean 12 goals in the first two games of the Stanley Cup. Dude. That's insane. Yeah. Let me put is it that to a, you is, is this that a way. record? Is that a record? Maybe maybe not. I didn't look that up. I don't think it is, Let me but put it like, this still. way.
1: Sergei, the goalie for Florida, got pulled. Four goals on 13 shots. Got that's pulled that's out not of the game. Good. That's <laughs> that is not, not good.
2: good. That's horrible.
1: They brought in their backup. How many he gave up three goals, right? how many shots do you think we're taking on goal
2: 56
0: say 22
1: third or 15 15 shots now wow. so win. like
0: so you're getting like yeah like you're getting a 20 percent <laughs> goal completion there dude but, i was
1: looking at him like i don't even have
0: anything else to say i mean the panthers just look what well, like, what's oh. more amazing to boot to that that means they only took a combined 28 shots all game and made seven that's insane yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, insane. that's insane insane yeah, that's so, what, that's literally what twenty five percent. Yeah, exactly. So they're, they're
1: saying Sergey is going to start tonight, which I mean, he's been pretty good throughout the entire. You know, yeah, you don't get to the Stanley Cup
2: without a good goalie.
1: Yeah, but I mean, well, that's not true. Look at the. I mean, the Knights have had a good goalie, but look how much points they've been like.
0: If you look right. at I mean, it, they only allowed two two goals in each of the last two games. Yeah, so. I mean, but they're off.
2: When you're scoring, is- when you're scoring six a game, buddy, you you're allowed to let up two.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, I just, I mean, I don't know. Uh, at this point, unless Florida has an answer in in Florida tonight, uh, yeah. it's over.
2: Yeah, I think, Absolutely. I mean, I've been, like, I don't know much about hockey at all, really, whatsoever, as, you know, you guys and the viewers know. But I've been saying ever since we started the freaking NHL overview, Knights are going to win this thing. And I feel like it's just really not even close. And we're we're seeing it right now
1: that it's really not even close. Yeah, I, I wanted the Kraken, but at this point, let's go nights I mean, saying it since then. All right. And yep. so we're
0: gonna move from Miami hockey over to Miami and basketball. Now we got the NBA playoffs. Um game three just happened. Game four happens, I believe. Is it uh, not tomorrow on Saturday? Saturday, yeah. On Saturday. Um so yeah, Christian, you want to start us off on that?
2: Yeah, uh, I mean let's see. So when you go and look at game two in which Miami won. Uh, you go and look at the stat line for uh, Jamal Murray. That's the one that stands out to me the most, right? And he only had 18 points. wasn't doing that crazy. Yeah, him and Joker to come both come out and go for a triple-double to combine for more than 60 points, more than 20 assists, and more than 20 rebounds on two players. And I might also note that those two players combined for more points, rebounds, and assists than the entire Miami Heat starting lineup at their own home court. That is horrible. There is, I mean, I don't, they had a, they had a sequence and an answer for Jamal Murray in game two, and that's what won them the game. That's, everyone's kind of starting to realize with the Nuggets, you, your Jokic is going to get his no matter what you do. So you need to cut the next man off, and that next man is Murray. You did it in game two. You saw what happened, and you won. You come back home, though, game three. You don't contain Murray, and I mean, look, I mean, dude, it, it, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's, I was hoping Miami was going to put us out in five guys. Clearly, it's going to be – they're going to pull it out in six. But, uh, dude, you
1: got to okay. make it better than that, man. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, uh, shout out to Jokic, man. First ever player to have 30-20-10.
0: That's crazy. I
1: mean, that's that's, that's, uh, that's unreal, man. He should have been the MVP. Um, yeah. But I've been saying it since before, before the finals happened. If you keep Jamal Murray under 20 points, you win games. Apparently, they're not listening because dude went off for 34. Dude, I mean, dude, you have goal. good
2: nights, though, some nights. You know what I mean? You can't contain a guy like him under 20 every but game. But it
1: seemed like they, they cared more about Porter Jr. The dude only had two points.
0: He never seen a shot he doesn't like, though. Michael Porter <laughs> that, that, that is
1: very true. I mean, the, the issue is is Jimmy and Atabayo, they, they can't do it themselves, and they really have been. Uh 20, 22 Tyler Hero didn't play in games. I'm about TV. to say
2: that was another big thing. Hero didn't I
1: was, play. I was, I was shocked. Yeah. They need him back, and this extra day of rest is really gonna help I them. hate it.
0: Oh, I hate I hate it though. I it, it's too many days before games.
1: Yeah. I okay. mean, and they're it's not like they're if okay, I get it if they're They're traveling, not traveling, but they're literally playing really? in Miami. And uh, trust me, I get it. I mean, what what's wrong with a Friday night game, dude? There's if nothing I may wrong add with a Friday though, night dude. game
2: dude, Tyler Hero has been cleared to play since I believe it's game six of the Boston series for Miami. So I don't know what's going on with him, but I, and I'll ask you to as hands two still people hurt dude dude. I, but let me ask you to, as two people who were competitors as myself as well. You're in the biggest stage of your life. Yeah, your hands hurting, but the doctor looked at you and cleared you.
1: You're asking the wrong person, dude. I No, I'm asking papers. the right people. It's
0: just it, here's what I'll have to say to that is like, yeah, like if he has like Nick was saying last time, he's cold right now. He probably does not shot. He probably doesn't feel comfortable shooting right now. And also if he isn't 100% healed and you're going to risk re-injuring that and having worse, he's a young player. He's only been in the league for like 2-3 years now. There's no reason to go ahead and re-injure yourself and then have more damage done to it when you have more of a career. What this I dude see. this dude could go out and get paid somewhere else or with Miami, he's probably with his next paycheck, probably get a hefty paycheck yeah. with any team he goes on. Um But I mean, I personally, if I'm in the finals and I know I'm the underdog and knowing that I may make a difference, with whether that's just playing defense, it could just be playing yeah. defense. It doesn't need to yeah. shoot that much. I would do anything in my power. If I felt comfortable, if he doesn't feel comfortable, then I understand that. But anything, in my power to get back on that court. See, I'm the wrong person
1: to ask this, man. I I was in a practice one day for basketball and I broke my ankle. I didn't go to the doctor. I didn't do anything. Um, I went to my athletic trainer the next day, and he looked at my foot—purple, blue, swollen as can be. Couldn't even tie a shoe. It's so so swollen. And he looks at me and goes, "I don't think he can play." I said, "Just tape it up. Just tape it up." I went out there against our arch rival, uh, and I played. I'm the wrong person to ask this.
0: Do you tell I, these stories? I don't care to
1: what it is. Look big? Huh? What? What'd you say? Nothing. I'm just the, I'm the wrong person to ask this, man. Like I, if it doesn't, if nothing's going to keep me out of a big stage game. Nah. And I mean, possible. I
2: see, see the, here's, here's my thing though, is I feel like that's, that's my mindset too. And I feel like if you go and ask a lot of sports players, that's probably their mindset. And so, and to me too, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like if I'm Jimmy Butler and bam, you know, I'm, I'm almost looking at Hero and being like, dude, we're the underdog. We're not expected to win. We need your help. How do you know it's him?
1: How do you know it's not Spolstra keeping him out because he's not been playing this entire time? How do you like that's my thing?
2: Like then at that point, bro, then that's on the coach because at that like if okay, he hasn't been playing this entire time.
1: Well, buddy, it's the finals. He's got to play at fucking sometime. It's true. You're right. No, I mean I agree. I and I mean most of these guys are gamers, man. Unless it's LeBron, yeah. uh, most of these guys are gamers. They're gonna go out there and give it them all.
0: Yeah. But you had to mention LeBron. Okay, zero uh, days yeah. with that. Uh... <laughs> no, have you not seen all the flops? That LeBron, he LeBron,
1: dude, he's the Justin Fields of football no... basketball.
2: Yeah, he's going to Dallas this offseason. You hear about that?
1: Are they planning on drafting his son? I don't know but I uh I heard Kyrie's talking
2: to LeBron and uh or not Bronny, LeBron and uh they're trying to make it, trying to make it happen. Well, then watch out I also that. heard I also heard um the Suns are very
1: interested in Damian Lillard and they're probably about to let Chris Paul go. They are yeah, they're talking to Chris Paul tomorrow to see about restructuring. I
0: That's I it. heard Damian Lillard to Miami, but um anyway, so I'm going to really? talk about yeah, I'm going to... Oh, that's well. right, because he said, he said, yeah, he came out, and he was like, Miami's the obvious choice right now. Yeah. But, yeah, so, like, in game in game two, I mean, sorry, game three, you know, Jokic and Murray went for two 30-point triple doubles. That's not going to get it done. That is not going to get it done. To add to that, they had 20 combined assists. Yeah. You know, and... Unreal. Honestly, and, it, it, and it, what was it? Unreal. It was 30 combined rebounds, right? Yeah. Thirty yeah. They had had twenty of their twenty-eight assists, which means that they, they, uh, other than their scoring, they didn't account for like sixteen to twenty-four of their points. Only sixteen to twenty-four of their points weren't because of Murray and Jokic. Now, like you were talking about, Adebayo and Jimmy got theirs done. Like I said, Adebayo is going to get his points because you know Jokic isn't a good defender. However, we need to look to those three role players that we were talking about in the Celtics series. Struss, Vincent and Martin. Martin, they combined four for 15 from three with only 20 points between the three of them in that game. That's absolutely awful. Mm-hmm. Now I was talking about in the last episode, you cannot let Jokic, you you can let Jokic have his, yeah. Jokic have his, yeah. but if you let Murray have his, then right. you're not going to be able to do anything. They did it right in game two, man. Like, if if you're going to let somebody get the first ever 30-point, 21-rebound, triple triple-double, absolute insanity numbers, you're going to have to shut somebody else down. And if you don't, then you're screwed. You know, Spolstra and the defense need to figure it out, or they're going to be going home in Denver in Game 5. Yeah, Um,
1: I thought they had it right. I thought they had it right. I thought, like you said, I thought they started to figure out their game Execution. But it just seemed like what you said, like, I mean, they held Porter Jr. to two. That's kind of unheard of. But you just went and let Jamal
0: Murray have hits, and you can't do that, man. That's their number two guy. I just think, I think Miami just absolutely outmatched, dude. And like, if they don't win Game Four, and the series is over in Game Five, I, yeah, they're not they're not making it back to Miami for Game Six. So to add
2: um, on to that, real quick though, and how you were talking about with uh with the other three role players and Struess, Martin, and uh, Vincent. Yeah, they and how you're talking about how they need to step up. If you go and look at it, Jimmy Butler scored two points in the fourth quarter. Uh, and, I mean, that's where it really kind of comes into big key. If you're not having anybody else come and being able to help you, I mean, I get it. You know, yeah. Jimmy Butler, we all – we had this hype around him, you know, throughout this entirety of the playoffs because he has nearly done it himself throughout the entirety of this playoffs. But we're in the finals now against arguably the – I mean, they're here at the finals too, so the best team in basketball in the Nuggets, right? you, you have you have to show up. If Jimmy Butler can put up 26 of the first three quarters and you don't put up anything else, by the time that fourth quarter rolls around, if he's only putting up two, you need to be able to put up everything else.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think that's what kind of Embiid was saying in that game seven against the Celtics too, was he was saying, look, he's like, James and I can't always be the ones to score. Like we're going to have our off nights. So that's why he's like, I think that's what he meant when he's like, James and I need help. Obviously he's the MVP. I mean, Jokic. It seems like that hasn't mattered. Jokic has been dominating. Of yeah, course, I think Jokic
1: should have won that MVP, man.
0: Of course, I, yeah. Of course, Adebayo, I feel like he's not that good of a defender compared to you know Al Horford <laughs> that they have that they had on. Uh, I'll tell you what though,
2: I will say MVP. if Miami does come come through one way or another to win this finals, Bam is going said to be. They are
1: MVP. coming through.
2: You have them in six. <laughs> I mean, I do have them in six. But you know, for your guys' perspective, if they come through and win this finals, Bam's going to win the MVP over Butler.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I I, think I agree with that because he's just been a surprise player.
0: I think- I, don't, I mean, I don't think he's a surprise. I said it before the finals even started that he was going to get his because Jokic is not that good of a defender. But yeah. um, I think he's been the more consistent player out of everybody that's been on that Miami Heat team. So it's gonna be interesting. I hope they I hope they don't do it. Like if Jimmy Butler does really well these last next these next couple of games and they do win, I hope they don't do what they did to like Andre Goodall and Stephen Curry, where they're like, oh Andre Godal was guarding LeBron, that's why they won. But LeBron had like thirty points a game in the finals, and for, yeah. and it should have been Curry. But um, but yeah, I just looking at the matchups, looking how it's happened two out of the three games, I just don't see Miami Heat having the power to top Denver. Yeah, it's just not. I mean,
1: I said it from day one. He are gonna outcoach them, but the Nuggets just have a better team. I mean, simply put, they just have a better team there. Um, I would love to see Jimmy Butler get it. I just don't pause. <laughs> I just don't see. I don't see him getting it done there. Uh, he just, I, unless Tyler Hero comes back, it's just not gonna happen. Yeah, I just don't, unless Miami can do something, I just, I see the Nuggets taking this. So that's going to get us into our Goldie's Locks of the Week. Yes,
2: sir,
1: boys. Yes,
2: sir. We're back at it, trying to make you all some money now, even though we are fur since the pod has started on the now newly named Goldie's Locks. I'm coming back to you guys here with a simple three-leg build this week, and I feel like it's the money maker here. In all honesty, it's pretty. Here's what. Here's how we're rolling here. Okay, so all these games are for tomorrow, right? And the first one we're gonna roll with is we're gonna take the Rays on the money line at home against the Rangers. Rays, I feel like everyone I, out there I, tomorrow Friday. Yes, tomorrow Friday. Friday. Yeah. So. I like the Rays. I don't like picking I don't like picking against them. I especially don't want to pick against them at home and especially because they're playing the Rangers who are a better ball club. It gives you good value on the money line. It's a minus 130 money line. I like that for the first leg of the parlay. To tell that, uh it's going to be the Blue Jays over the Twins at home again for the Blue Jays and that's a minus 110 value on the money line because again, two very good teams here, but I think the Blue Jays bats are hot. Bobochet's playing out of his mind right now. So, we're going to take the Blue Jays at home. And then
0: to go into the final leg of the three-leg parlay here. Wait, how uh, is uh, how is Bobochet's son, Jenga Shett, doing? Wait, that's his dad. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and the third leg of the parlay,
2: I wanted to go with something that adds a little juice to the parlay here. I want to throw somebody in with Simpson.
0: The- Ooh! Throw someone in with a little
2: plus odds here. So I decided to go with the Mariners on the money line at the Angels. Now, right away off the bat might not sound too interesting, but it should be noted that Shohei Otani is on the mound tomorrow night for the Angels. And because of that, the Seattle Mariners are getting at a plus 160 odd. And I should also note that the pitcher throwing tomorrow for Seattle has a better ERA and WHIP than Shohei Ohtani does this year as well.
0: Luis Cast, I, I'm, I think, I'm pretty sure that's Luis Castillo, former Cincinnati Red, yep. who is a baller and he's doing really well this year too. I think he has like I, a uh, two point some odd ERA. Yeah, right it's, now. A, it's, it's I want to say it's like a if two point two six.
1: The glove doesn't fit. You must have quit. Um, I do Ooh. like those, man. I do like those. And before we get anywhere else, I do kind of want to talk about those Reds, man. That new guy that they just got, dude.
0: Delah Cruz. I'll t- yeah, talk about. It. I'm talking about it a little bit later when we do our Dubs and Chugs pick. But oh, dude. he had his first homer last night. And first he didn't homer. hit it, dude! Freaking moonshot it, 458 <laughs> feet, dude. I mean,
1: dude, the the
0: guy was sent that to the fucking moon. He he's already dude, he he had a hit today against the uh, was against he a, Kershaw. The was Reds, he a top prospect for the Reds? He was like one of the top prospects was, in yeah. baseball. Yeah, he was.
1: Yeah. I mean, when you're a bottom tier team, you're
0: gonna get a top-tier prospect. Sometimes you gotta be a bottom to get a top. Yeah. <laughs> that is very
1: true. <laughs> so that's gonna that's gonna get us into a segment that we do from time to time, subpar. Um this week going into it, they announced the live tour is going to be added to the DP World Tour and PGA. I love now, some DP. my question is how much money was given to these two leagues to be able to get this live tour involved in them because we all know they got some money over there and yep. i will say if i could pick a deflated baller of the week right now it's going to be the pga tour because yeah, really 110 they, they did not tell any of their players it's supposed to be a players association over there that everyone is involved in what they do in their decisions nobody knew they woke up mirakawa literally tweeted out wow, it must be nice. I'm sipping my coffee and I just found out that this is happening. Nobody knew that was happening. Tiger didn't know. Rory didn't know. Rory, John Rahm didn't know. Rory's pissed. Jordan didn't know. Rory and is pissed. Rory's not happy about it. I. Meanwhile, the Lip <laughs> tour guys are <laughs> got laughing a bag. their asses off. Because <laughs> they got a bag. They just got $30 million easy in their bag, each of them yep. just for nothing. Just for nothing. Literally, they knew what they were doing. They knew it was happening, and they all took the money and ran. And uh, yes, they're probably going to get fined to come back into the PGA. But my God, like, good grief, what are you doing over there? What a joke. Because you're <laughs> money, uh, and money talks.
0: Mm-hmm, I, I agree. Yeah, like, it is it is a joke. You know, those live players got a bag to join the live and they only had to wait less than a year to be able to come back yeah. to PGA tour play, dude. Mickelson, Deshambo, Kepka, laughing to the bank. But dude, like like I said, you know, Rory McIlroy got absolutely crapped on. Dude was so anti-live. He was so pro-PGA. Yeah. He was putting his heart out for them. And then they just go out of nowhere and they're like, oh, you know what? We're, we're bringing the live back. Sorry, Rory. Like Get without done. even telling him. Yeah. You know, they went under his nose and made this deal. And I'd be ticked off by him too. You know, overall, I don't know if this is the best thing for golf. However, it's the best thing to get all those big names back again. You no, know, I think that's where it came down to. Like, We need Mickelson. We need DeChambeau. We need Kepka back, DJ. Like, we need those players back. Um, I just can't wait for somebody to start shooting, like shotgunning a beer on the Amen corner. That'd be absolutely amazing. And I will say the beer is
1: so cheap at a Masters. I mean, it's like $3 for a beer. I
0: mean, it's because you're paying like you're paying a lot of money though. Three dollars for a beer? It's three dollars, and you're paying a lot of money to, like of money to get conference. into it though. Like you're invited, but the you the yeah, to pay, dude. Unless you win the lottery, the tickets
1: are like to the PGA $100. tours. Yeah, dude, it's the Masters. Um, you're yeah, weightless. Yeah, the thing is, man, like you can't leave these guys in the dark. And I do look to see the PGA in the future do some sort of team event like they are with a live tour, but you're still going to make it to where, you know, it's gentlemen's golf, where they're not going to have it where you go out there and you just party. Someone hits a hole in one and you just absolutely destroy a golf course based off of the one hole. Granted, if you saw the waste management hole in one, that was pretty crazy too, but you just don't, you're not going to get, you're not going to get music on the golf course. Like you do with that. It's not going to be a party scene. It's going to be fun, but it's not going to be something like that. And that's, you know, People like Tiger and Rory aren't going to go for that because you, you're talking in someone's backswing. I mean, we've all been there besides Christian, obviously, because he's frozen. Um, but still, I, I no one likes right people talking in their backswing. But I will say I wanted to bring this up because it's kind of cool. Victor Hovland won this week at the Memorial. Finally gave him a little jump start going to the U.S. Open next week. Um, really going to help him. What I really like about Victor Hovland, this is why he's one of my favorite golfers at this time. He literally wins the Memorial open the very next day. He decides to go caddy for his caddy to qualify for the U S open. You don't see that, man. You don't see these guys going
0: out there and doing that. I'm saying like, I've been seeing like Hovland coming up for the past, like several years now. I've thought he was been a stud. I'm glad you should like him. now.
1: You should like him. He's from Ohio state. He played for Ohio state so you should,
0: and hovlin my dream team you
1: should you should he should be your favorite golfer but like that's what is such such a class act man i mean you're going out there that's been his roommate and when he was at ohio state that was his roommate over there and he's helping him out i mean and you just won he doesn't he doesn't have to do anything but he went out there carried the bag for his caddy yeah. love it
0: Love this. Well, was this. I saw like a video that like when he made the putt, the win that tournament, the putt was like a one point four million dollar putt. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine the pressure on that putt? I feel yeah, right. pressure when I have a one foot tap in. I-, I can only imagine. I that can see putt- that butt puckering over
1: there, hundred percent. Um, so that's gonna that's gonna get us to our last segment: the Dubs and Chugs. <laughs> whoop, whoop. We're gonna we're gonna start this off. Friday's games. Royals
0: versus Orioles.
2: Easy money. I'm taking the Orioles.
0: Well, I would say that if the Orioles haven't let me down this week, losing two of their first three games against the Brewers, again, the Brewers hate me. Don't know what I did to you guys. Um, But the Orioles get to play at home against a really bad Royals team. Wells has been good this year. So pitching wise, I'm going to take the Orioles.
1: Yeah, uh, I can't argue with that. Give me Baltimore all the way. Always get it done at home next game athletics versus Brewers
2: Give me the athletics
0: no way Woo! I'm you. I'm speechless um athletics are one of the worst teams in baseball history this year don't care. Like, they're literally uh, but I'm gonna take the Brewers but don't be surprised if the Brewers lose because again they hate me so I could see them losing just despite me this week.
1: So I want to throw this out there. I've taken the A's two weeks now. Disappointed me both times. Uh, That's on can't you. Can't do mean. it again. I, I can't lose. Another sure? Third
0: time's the charm. Third I can't time's charm. Lose
1: another, another time. I'm, I'm too upset. Give me the Brewers at home, man. They get it done in Milwaukee. They're playing for that first place spot. Love it. Getting us uh, into our last game on Friday: Mariners versus Angels. And I think this is a good matchup.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, as you guys heard from you know, Goldie's locks. Uh, I know that Shohei Ohtani is on the mound that game, but uh, one way or another, I'm still going to take the Mariners because I got to follow my parlay. And that's what I believe in.
0: Yeah. I think it's going to be a really good pitching matchup. You have Castillo and Otani. It's going to be a pitching duel. Um, this is going to be a low scoring, good pitching game. I feel, but I think the angels will take this at home.
1: Yeah. um, going to be a great game. Uh, you're talking about a good divisional game here. Yeah. Um, but I'm telling you, man, Otani gets it done. Gets it done himself, man. I'm thinking you're looking at a three-one game. Otani gets it out. Outperforms. Uh, love that pick. And then going into our Saturday games, Twins versus Blue Jays. Yeah,
2: I mean, I think the Blue Jays will probably drop one of them, and I think Saturday is going to be the day. So I'm going to take the Twins.
0: it's very interesting. You know, Twins lead the AL Central, but they don't have a winning record. They they uh, they lead the division at a 31-31 record. The Red Sox, who are last place in the AL East, would be first place in that division. Um, the Jays are a good hitting team. However, Ryan has been a stud for Minnesota this year. He's 7-3, the 2.76 ERA to boast. They play in Toronto, but I think Ryan keeps it up and the Twins win this.
1: Yeah, I mean, it seems like an easy division over there. I say easy, but, I mean, you can't. With that being first place, you just can't. Can't argue with it. I mean, then you have the AL East, which is phenomenal. Um yeah. Give me the Blue Jays. I think their division's tougher. You can't argue with it. Their bats are hot. They've been hot for a while now. Um I'll take the Blue Jays there. And this is my game to watch for the weekend Rangers versus Rays. Yeah, give me the Rays.
0: Well, so you have Eovaldi on the mound for the Rangers and Bradley for Tampa. Eovaldi is eight and two with a two point two four ERA. He is my person to watch out for Cy Young Ward this year because he's looking hot, especially with the Grom now missing time with Tommy John yeah. surgery. Um, I think he gets it done here, and the Rangers beat the Rays. You know, it's going to be a hot one down in Tampa. Uh, both in dome, teams,
1: in a dome. I know. Uh, in dome. It doesn't matter though. Uh, both these teams know what they're doing in a dome. Give me the Rangers on this one. I'm going to continue rolling with against the Rays. I got the Rangers. I think that bats are hot. I just don't know if they faced a team that has a bat like this yet this year. Uh, last game. And one of my favorites of the weekend uh, is the Reds versus Cardinals.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, we touched base on it a little bit. Uh Reds are looking really good. De La Cruz is looking really good. Uh, I think I'm going to take the Reds here.
0: Yeah, dude. So the Reds would beat the Brewers in game in, uh, game four of that series and win back-to-back against the Dodgers the week after I chose them to do something. Um, They brought up Ellie De La Cruz from the minors, and he has been an absolute star. So done he good. got his first Ever. hit in the first game second game he hit that 458 home run he also got a triple that game i believe the stats were like he was like 30.2 feet per second running the bases from yeah, home to third crazy. dude
1: when when's the last like dude he was only two rows away from hitting it out of the ballpark when's right. the last time that you've seen that happen there man i don't know if there's I'm been probably griffy
0: i'm probably griffy probably griffy hit something
1: but like dude that was such a shot dude
0: Love um, it. The Reds, guy, gonna meet yeah, some more. The Reds are red hot right now, and even though Nicholas Mik- is on the mound for St. Louis, I'll have the Reds winning that game.
1: Nice. Yeah, give me the Cardinals at home.
0: Uh, I think, you know,
1: everyone's been on the Cardinals jock lately. Uh, or, sorry, not the, the Reds jocks lately. Um, they have a great team, but I think the Cardinals get it done at home in St. Louis. Last game, or last – Last day of the week, personal favorite, Dodgers versus
0: Phillies.
2: Do you have any idea who's pitching that game? hmm Who?
0: It's a Urias and Walker.
2: Walker. <laughs> Honestly, right now, it's June, baby, and uh, I don't think I can bring myself to pick against Philadelphia, so give me the Phillies,
0: boys. It's an interesting pitching matchup. The Dodgers have lost back-to-back to Cincy, and I think they end up winning 6-0 to today, however, against the Reds. where last time I checked, but it's June. This is the Phillies' month. This nice. is the month of Schwarber. Give Warb. me some Schwar bombs with a bomb. side of some extra base hits. Yes, sir. That's right. Let's Give me Philly. go. Give me Let's Philly. Let's go. I
1: mean, I can't argue with it, man. I cannot argue with it. This is... June is Philly's month, man. Mm -hmm. You got Schwarber, you got Harper, you got Cassianos going out there. You know Trey Turner deciding he wants to show up and play. I mean, you just – the list goes on and on. The pitching finally wants to come around. Walker had a great performance last last outing. I think they get it done. I don't think Walker has a great game. I think this is going to be an offensive matchup. I think it's going to be a great game. Fun to watch for the fans. Phillies get it done. I think they get it done 9-7 to in this game. Leading I, think we see right. more, I think we
2: see a little more along the lines of 22-20. to 20.
1: Well, I mean, I'm just saying I hope so because I'm just saying I want my hot take to, to hit with the 15 home runs. And with that small coming in, I don't know how that, that comes in. Um, leading into our next game, Mets versus Pirates.
0: Ah, uh, At the Pirates, I'm going to take the Pirates. It's a tough one. Mets are an absolute poverty franchise. Ooh. Um, look at the pitching here. The Mets are starting Carrasco, who has a 5.94 ERA. Carrasco, heller at-, <laughs> at 3.6. So, I'm gonna get the Pittsburgh Pirates to win this. Their bats are better and they play in Pittsburgh. So, give me the Pirates. Did you say Costco or Carrasco? Because
1: Costco, you know,
2: they probably sell better pitchers there.
1: That's what I'm saying, man. They just eliminate, bundle it up. Uh, Give me the Pirates at home in Pittsburgh. I think they get it done here. Last game on Sunday, best rivalry in baseball. I had to save this for last. Red Sox versus Yankees.
2: Dude, Mm -hmm. the past two days in betting, I have picked the Yankees. And the past two days in betting, the Yankees have just shit on me. Uh, So I'm going to go with the Red Sox.
0: All right. Well, again, Nick. Took the words of my mouth. Best rivalry in baseball this weekend. Pitching wise, the edges for Boston. Um, They're starting Bellow, and Yankees are turning Schmidt, but they play in New York, and those bats are dangerous. You got the short porch out there. So I'm going to take the Yankees in this one. Nice.
1: Yeah, I mean, hit a pop up in this field, and it's gone. It's gone. Yeah, literally. Um, based off of this rivalry, give me New York at home, man. I mean, it, it's just hard to bet against them at home. Then um, it's going to get us into our tiebreaker. And I really hope this is really going to come into fact because I made sure I picked almost the same as you guys this entire time uh, <laughs> Padres versus Rockies.
2: Yeah, I think I'm going to take the Padres and I'm going to take them six to three.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think this is going to be a close game. Yeah, fuck uh, you, Nick. Yeah, you got Lament for Colorado. He's coming in with a 12.42 ERA. Uh Smell is pitching too. Snell has not looked good this year. Two for six yeah. with a four point zero six ERA. And that's what he gets for breaking Harper's wrist last year. Yep. Um, but I think the Padres win this nine to four. Nine four. Ooh,
1: that's hot. You know, I wanted to go with uh Christian's take on this. Um last game is series. Give me the Padres seven to three loser i know man i know but that's gonna get us out of here guys we'll see you next week Yes, sir. Right,
0: you have a good weekend, y'all. Um Let's Cheers, just say it that Miami is still garbage. I don't care what you guys are saying over there. Miami's Somebody join Nick for an AA meeting. Yeah, well, I we got I'll see you there on uh, Sunday morning, guys. <laughs> <laughs> have a good weekend, guys. We always bring the number one. Cause we we're taking over the scene. We drop dubs and chugs live in the sports dream. From hot takes to deep dive. It's a winning regime. Come join the hype. We're not just blowing steam.